What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Melari. So today is the start of the college baseball tournament. 64 teams in the field, 16 regionals, four teams in each one. Playing in a double elimination format, 16 winners advance to the Super Regionals for a best of three series. And then after that, the eight winners of those 16 teams in the Super Regionals advance to the College World Series for two four-team brackets. It starts up in about an hour, so I'm going to hopefully try to get this preview in before it begins. So I'm going to probably talk pretty fast just to get it over with before the start of the tournament today at noon. So the breakdown of the conferences in the tournament with multiple selections. The SEC had 10, ACC had 8, Big 12 had 6, Pac-12 had 5, Sunbelt had 4, Big 10 had 3, American, Big East, CAA, and Conference USA. All four of those conferences had two apiece. As for the breakdown of each region, I'm going to give you a preview of each region. I'll talk about some teams in each one and maybe a couple players to watch out for in each bracket. So in the first one that I'm going to talk about is the Auburn Regional, which is hosted by Auburn. They took 1-3 of three against Arkansas, 1-3 of three against Florida, 1-3 of three against Texas A&M, and 1-3 of three against Bama earlier in the year. They did finish the season getting 2-3 of three against LSU and 2-3 of three against South Carolina, which is very impressive. They were led by senior outfielder Bryson Ware, a guy to keep your eye on, with 24 home runs, 63 RBIs, a 356 batting average, a 750 slugging percentage, and an 1190 OPS on the year. Not the best pitching staff, a 5'8 team ERA. Grad student Tommy Vale is their ace, 5'1 record with a 346 ERA. He has a 1.88 ERA in his last seven outings, getting hot at the right time. Just seven earned runs in his last 34 and a third innings of work with 40 strikeouts over that stretch. The next team is Southern Mississippi. They swept Dallas Baptist in a three-game series, got blown out 13-0 against Bama, and took 1-3 against Coastal Carolina and 2-3 against Louisiana. Junior outfielder Slade Wilkes is their best power bat with 20 home runs, 301 batting average, 56 RBIs, and a 10-29 OPS. Junior infielder and also pitcher Dustin Dickerson is the best on base guy with a 424 on base percentage, adding in a 325 batting average, six home runs, 924 OPS, and 12 stolen bases in 15 attempts. Very strong pitching staff for Southern Miss, led by Tanner Hall, a junior right-handed pitcher from Louisiana, 12-3 record on the year in 15 starts, 109 strikeouts and 97 innings pitched, a 194 opponent batting average, a 2.23 ERA, and a one whip. As the next team, Samford, they lost three games to LSU, lost two times to Bama, lost to Troy, and lost to Auburn. They did win the SoCon ch- Tournament Championship to qualify outscoring opponents 29-17 in five games in the tournament. They did have to win a triple header last Saturday to get in, and they did it, beating UNC Greensboro at 7 a.m., beating Wofford at 10.25 a.m., and then beating Wofford yet again at 1.35 p.m. They also did play and lost on that Friday right before that at 3 p.m., so they played four games in a 24-hour window, winning three games between 7 a.m. and 1.35 p.m. last Saturday, which is very impressive. Not much speed on this team, though. Only 35 stolen bases as a squad. Junior infielder John Anderson is their big bat. 22 home runs, 13 doubles, 60 RBIs, a 668 slugging percentage, and a 286 batting average. Freshman catcher slash first baseman. John Steele is second in home runs on the team at 16, also adding a 50 RBIs and a 314 batting average. Freshman Jaden Davis is their best on base guy. 461 on base percentage, 363 batting average, 9 home runs, 38 RBIs, a 1014 OPS, adding in 12 doubles. Junior right-handed pitcher Jacob Cravey is their ace. 92 record, 319 ERA, a 1.15 whip. Adding in 121 strikeouts and 98 two-thirds innings pitched and a 2 
18 opponent batting average. Their closer is second best in Division One baseball, Ben Petsky, with 14 saves. Also adding in a 4-2-9 ERA. That 14 saves from Ben Petsky is second best in all college baseball. UPenn is the next team in this regional in Auburn. They won the Ivy League tournament. They have won eight games in a row, scoring 10 runs, 10 runs, and 16 runs in the Ivy League tournament, blowing out Princeton 16-3 in the finals. They were up 16-0 through the first five innings in that game. They opened up their season at South Carolina and had three very close losses. Senior Cole Pallas is their leadoff hitter, 338 batting average on the year, 461 batting average over his last six games. Hitting 461 over those six games, I said, with five multi-hit games over that stretch. He also has a 503 slugging percentage, a three home run total, eight stone bases, four triples, and a 435 on base percentage over the course of the season. Wyatt Hensler is their power bat. 17 home runs, 316 batting average, 60 RBI, 663 slugging percentage, and a 1048 OPS on the year. In his last 11 games, he has an 11-game hit streak, adding in a 396 batting average, four home runs, 13 RBIs, and 17 runs over that 11-game stretch. Very good starting rotation, three starting pitches with ERAs under three, which is very impressive, or around three. Sophomore right-handed pitcher Ryan Drombrowski has a 2.87 ERA and a 7-2 record in 12 starts with 87 strikeouts and 62 and two-thirds innings pitched with a 189 opponent batting average and a 1.18 whip. He gave up four earned runs against Harvard in his last outing on May 21st, but is well-rested. Senior left-handed pitcher Owen Cody from Larchmont, New York, where my friend J.D. is from, John Deswara, who came on my radio show a good amount. Has a 303 ERA, a 1.36 whip, and a 5-3 record in 12 starts with a 202 opponent batting average and 76 strikeouts and 62 and two-thirds innings pitched. Or 62 and one-third innings pitched, I apologize. Next up is right-handed pitcher, a junior, Cole Safiro. Had one earned run, seven strikeouts, three walks, and two hits allowed in four and two-thirds innings of work. Against South Carolina start the year, he has a 3.09 ERA on the year. With a 5-2 record in 12 starts, 72 strikeouts, and 64 innings pitched. Next up is the Baton Rouge Regional, which I'm a little bit all over the place here with my regionals. Uh, but LSU is the one seed, Oregon State's the two, Sam Houston's the three, Tulane is the four. LSU 28-7 at home on the year. They are tied for most shutouts in the nation with nine. They average 9.3 runs per game, which is fifth best in the nation. 117 home runs overall as a team, just fourth best in all of college baseball. They have the projected first overall pick in this year's draft, Dylan Cruz, who is hitting 420 on the year as a batting average, which is seventh best in all of college baseball. A ridiculous 567 on base percentage, which is second best. A 1277 OPS, 15 home runs, 59 RBIs, 6 stone bases, and 58 walks to 38 strikeouts. Unreal strikeout to walk ratio there and a 710 slugging percentage. LSU is 19 and 10 on the year in the SEC, which is very impressive. They took two or three against Arkansas, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Took just one of three against Auburn and then also swept Alabama. They picked up transfer corner infielder Tommy White from NC State, who has 91 RBIs on the year, third most in NCAA. Also adding in 20 home runs. And a 774 slugging percentage with the 1220 OPS and 22 doubles. Six guys are hovering in their lineup around 300 as a batting average. Ace Paul Skeens has a 10 2 record in 15 starts with a 189 ERA, a .79 whip, and also has a wild 167 strikeouts and 90. 90- 
in the third innings pitched, which is very impressive, and also adding in a 166 opponent batting average with three complete game shutouts. Their other two main starters have higher ERAs. Ty Floyd has a 4.59 ERA, and the Thatcher Hurd has a 6.41 ERA. They lost a promising six foot eight freshman right-handed pitcher Chase Shores to Tommy John surgery after just seven appearances earlier in the year. He had a 196 ERA in those seven games. And then their relief pitching is pretty solid. Garrett Edwards is their best. 193 ERA with a .91 whip in 10 appearances. And then Nate Akinhausen has a 3.05 ERA in 14 appearances. Next up is Oregon State. Three-time champion. They also won in 2018, which is their most recent win. Lost three times this year to Stanford at the start of the year. Took two of three against Washington. 18-12 in a weak Pac-12 conference. Travis Bezana has a 379 batting average on the year, 10 home runs, 53 RBIs with 36 stolen bases and 39 attempts. Very impressive all-around player there is Bezana. 20 stolen bases, 512 on base percentage, and a 635 slugging percentage. They have five batters in that lineup with double-digit home runs. They will be shorthanded due to injuries with their ace, Jaron Hunter, being out a 309 ERA, a 1-1 one record in seven starts. And they will also be without Jacob Kamatz, who is another good starter of theirs, a 471 ERA in 14 starts. Sam Houston has the most hits in Division One baseball, and I think they could give a team like Oregon State trouble. They have 702 hits as a team. Number one in all of college baseball. This team can hit a ton. Graduate student transfer from Wichita State, Tyler Davis, is their best. 432 batting average, 7 home runs, 59 RBIs, a 640 slugger percentage, and 1142 OPS, and 502 is an on-base percentage with 13 stone bases. Outfielder Joe Redfield has a 408 batting average, 13 home runs, 51 RBIs, and a 678 slugger percentage with a 491 on-base percentage and 15 stone bases. The lowest batting average in their lineup is 271, so it just proves this team can hit. They also have 98 stolen bases as a team. This team can definitely make noise offensively. Starting pitch is going to be their challenge. Junior right-handed pitcher Colton Atkinson is their ace, a 409 ERA, a 1.32 whip, with a 94 record in 16 starts, with a 245 opponent batting average. Adding in 69 strikeouts and 81 in the third innings pitched. Steven Baird has a 5.35 ERA with a 7-3 record in 15 starts. The relief pitching is solid. Chandler David has a 2.21 ERA in 28 appearances. And then Alex Mages has a 2.96 ERA in 22 appearances, with Braden Davis adding in a 3.16 ERA in 22 appearances as well. They lost to Dallas Baptist in LSU during the year, but they did beat Texas A&M. They won the walk tournament, WAC tournament, beating Utah Valley in the finals. 21-1 was the score in that game, with Sam Houston scoring 89 runs over six games in that tournament. Next up is Tulane. They have a 19-40 record, winning five games over six days to make it. They were a seventh seed in the American Athletic Conference Tournament, won five games in six days, beating East Carolina in the final with a big win, 8-6 in that game. They took one of three games against Penn during the year, lost twice to Campbell, and lost to LSU 11-5 in April. Had three very close games with East Carolina in the regular season, losing 11-10, losing 8-6, and then winning 8-0. They lost 10-6 to Southern Miss during the year as well. This is the type of team that gets hot at the right time and sneaks in and gives the team fits. Senior Brady Bear is their leader in batting average with 304 batting average, three home runs, 23 RBIs, and a 440 on base percentage. Sophomore Teal Banks 
is 11 for 21 with a 524 batting average in his last five games and three home runs, adding in a 303 batting average on the year and 995 OPS, 18 home runs, and a 621 slugging percentage overall on the year. Pitching will be the tough part here for Tulane, but their pitching did get hot in the AAC tournament. Rocky Castro has the lowest ERA on the team at a 514 ERA, a 4-6 record reckoned 15 starts for the grad student with 83 strikeouts and 82 and a third innings pitched. Next up is the Charlottesville Regional hosted by Virginia. Virginia is a powerhouse at home, 32 and 4 record at home. Best team batting average in the nation at 334. 19 11 in the ACC on the year. They did go pretty cold towards the middle of the season, losing 2 of 3 to Pitt. And they were also swept by Notre Dame in a three game set. Then lost to Duke in 2 of 3 games right after that. So that's why I think they could be a beatable one seed for a team like East Carolina. They did win 10 games in a row before losing to UNC in the ACC tournament. They won 10 games uh, in a row to close the season, which is very impressive. Jake Geloff is the best on their team in RBIs with 84. He's fifth best in all college baseball with 84 runs batted in, 22 home runs, and a 753 slugging percentage. Kyle Tail is their catcher, who has a 414 batting average, a 479 base percentage, 12 home runs, 60 RBIs, and a 996 fielding percentage behind the plate. Great defensive catcher as well. They have 72 home runs as a team. Gave up 64 overall on the year. Not as great of a margin as you'd like, but the ACC is a tough conference. And then Connolly Early is their best pitcher. Connolly Early, as I said, best pitcher overall for them. 10-2 record, 3-3-9 ERA, and 80 strikeouts in 69 innings pitched. East Carolina, 18-6 record in the AAC overall on the year. Fourth best strikeout to walk ratio in the country at 3.19. They lost 6-5 and 2-1 to Campbell early in the year. Played again in May, losing 14-3, to so three one-run losses there to Campbell, which shows they can be a dangerous team. They beat UNC twice earlier in the year and lost to them in May, 2-1. to They lost to Duke, lost twice to UNCW, and lost to NC State once and beat NC State once, so 1-1 one one versus NC State. Junior outfielder slash first baseman Carter Cunningham is their best hitter. 324 batting average, 8 home runs, 35 RBIs, and a 535 slugging percentage with a 974 OPS. Junior right-handed pitcher Trey Yasevich had five double-digit strikeout games over seven-game stretch earlier in the year. He has three earned runs over his last 15 innings pitched with a 2.8 ERA and a .99 whip with 98 strikeouts overall on the year and 70 and two-thirds innings pitched with a 6-1 and one record overall on the season. Oklahoma is the three seed in this regional. They have an 11-13 record in the Big 12 overall in the year. They were 2-4 and four in their first six games to start the year, losing 2-3 of three against California Baptist, losing to Ryder, and then also losing to Abilene Christian. But they did recover overall uh, over the course of the season. They took 2-3 or three against TCU and Stanford. They split 1-1 one one with Dallas Baptist. They beat Oral Roberts and were 1-3, one, one win, three losses against Oklahoma State. Kendall Pettis is their best hitter. In the lineup, leading them with a 323 batting average, a 447 on base percentage, 16 stolen bases, only one home run, though. Only 44 home runs as a team for this team. Bryce Madrin is their leading power hitter with 308 batting average and 11 home runs overall. So a weaker offense, only a plus seven run differential for this Oklahoma team. Braden Carmichael will get the start for them. A 7-0 record on the year. 3.15 ERA with 59 strikeouts and 79 in the third innings pitched. Not a big strikeout guy. Has a 272 opponent batting average. Army is the fourth seed in this regional. Senior infielder Kevin Dubrule has eight hits in his last 11 at-bats in his last two games. With a 411 batting average overall on the year. A 1090 OPS, nine home runs, 68 RBIs, and 19 doubles. 
They have four batters in their lineup with 12-plus home runs. Ross Friedrich is the leader with 17 home runs, also hitting 372 on the year with a 668 slugging percentage. Robbie Bucher is their ace, 284 ERA with a 1.26 whip, 5-3 record in seven starts, making 20 appearances overall. He will start against UVA. Has 47 strikeouts and 63 in the third innings pitched. They have three additional starters, with two of those three having ERAs under three. Mike Ruggieri has a 2.86 ERA, and then Tanner Gresham has a 2.9 ERA. They lost to Arkansas 7-5 and took one of three against Wright State during the year. Next up is the Clemson Regional. Clemson is the one seed, 20-10 in the ACC. They won the ACC tournament. Sophomore third baseman Billy Amick is hitting 418 on the year with a 1242 OPS, 12 home runs, and 58 RBIs. Caden Grice is hitting 302 with 16 home runs, a 63 RBI total with a 1005 OPS. Also pitches as well, had an 8-1 record in 13 starts with a 3.25 ERA and 91 strikeouts at 69 and third innings pitched. Clemson took one of three against South Carolina and Duke earlier in the year. They did sweep NC State at one point during the season, but they were swept by Wake Forest and took two of three against a very good BC team this year. Tennessee is the next team up, a 369 team ERA, which is fourth best in the nation. They have 114 total home runs on offense, which is sixth best in all college baseball. They have a 4 12 record on the road, though. They did sweep Texas AM. They were 1 2 against Florida, 1 2 against LSU. They did sweep. Uh, Vanderbilt as well, but they were swept by Arkansas during the season. They took two or three games against South Carolina and Kentucky. Very dangerous team and probably the best two seed overall in my eyes. Five double-digit home run hitters. Redshirt sophomore outfield slash catcher Jared Dickey has a .343 batting average, a .989 OPS, 12 home runs, also adding at 46 RBIs and a .578 slugging percentage overall in the year. Grad student outfielder Griffin Merritt has a .293 batting average, a .1061 OPS, 17 home runs, and a .682 slugging percentage. Their ace is Drew Beam. 418 ERA, a 74 record with the 272 opponent batting average. Starting pitching isn't elite for Tennessee, but their bullpen is. Hollis Fanning, a 0.69 ERA. AJ Russell, a 0.98 ERA with a 0.58 whip in 27 and two thirds innings pitch, adding in 45 strikeouts over that stretch. Shawett is the three seed in this regional. They won the conference USA championship, beating Dallas Baptist 5 2. Sophomore Cam Fisher is their best batter. 30 home runs, which is number one in all college baseball, 64 RBIs, a 352 batting average, a 1340 OPS, and an 831 slugging percentage, which is seventh best in all college baseball. Also adding in a 509 on base percentage. Junior right-handed pitcher Wyatt Hudipole has a 444 ERA with a 1.17 whip, a 6-6 six six record, and 118 strikeouts in 97 in the third innings pitched. The fourth team in this regional is Lipscomb. They won the A-Sun Championship, beating Florida Gulf Coast. They were swept by Auburn and Mississippi State during the year. They did lose to Vanderbilt and Tennessee as well. They have a ton of power in the lineup, 106 home runs as a team, which is 14th best in our college baseball. Junior outfielder Alex Vergara has 21 home runs, 48 RBIs, a 10-23 OPS, and 15 stone bases on the year. And then freshman Austin Kelly has 21 home runs, 62 RBIs, and a 10-17 OPS. The next regional is the Columbia Regional, hosted by South Carolina. South Carolina 16-13 in the SEC, coming in very cold, just 5-13 in the last 18 games. Ninth most home runs of college baseball with 110. Five guys with double-digit home runs in the lineup. Ethan Petrie has a 376 batting average, 22 home runs, 72 RBIs, and a 748 slugging percentage. 
Gavin Casas has 19 home runs, a 49 RBI total, and a 249 batting average. Jack Mahoney is their ace, 401 ERA, 6-3 record, with 74 strikeouts and 74 innings pitched. They lost to Texas A&M in LSU in the SEC tourney, going out early just two games in. Campbell could be the most dangerous team in the tournament that is not a one seed. They average the most runs per game in the nation at 9.8 and have the fourth least amount of hits allowed per nine innings at 7.5. They have 116 home runs as a team, just fifth best in all college baseball. They have seven batters with double-digit home runs. Redshirt junior outfielder Lawson Harrell has 22 home runs, a 374 batting average, 68 RBIs, and a 1272 OPS. Redshirt senior infielder Jared Belbin, 19 home runs, 325 batting average, 62 RBIs, 25 stone bases, and 25 attempts, which is impressive, in a 1088 OPS. 5-2 player there is Belbin. And the junior right-handed pitcher, Cade Keeler, is their ace. Made a name for himself last year in the tournament. 8-0 record overall on the year with a 2 2 ERA, 87 strikeouts and 67 innings pitched. With a very strong uh, fastball that gets up to 97 miles per hour. NC State is the three seed in this tournament uh, regional here. One of my favorite teams overall in the tournament. I started liking them after I saw them play against BC earlier in the year. The team is loaded with talent. 13-16 record in the ACC, which is a very tough conference, but they're very capable of making a run. They beat Coastal Carolina. They were swept by Wake Forest and swept by Clemson. They did sweep Pittsburgh, though, and took 1-3 of three against BC. Cana Peebles has a 346 batting average, 12 home runs, 48 RBIs, a 715 cyber percentage, and 29 strikeouts, 26 walks. Very patient and smart batter at the plate. Utility man Lou James Groover goes by Gino Groover, is my favorite player in that lineup. Electrifying energy, 11 home runs, 48 RBIs, and a 332 batting average with a 962 OPS, adding in 24 strikeouts to 35 walks. That's a very good strikeout to walk ratio. He walked 11 more times than he struck out. And then Kalai Harrison is another guy in their lineup who walked more than he struck out. He walked 36 times and was struck out 28 times, adding in a 319 batting average, two home runs, 31 RBIs, three triples, and a 438 slugging percentage. Chase Nixon is an outfielder for NC State, the son of Trot Nixon. Two home runs, 18 RBIs, and 317 batting average overall in the year. 297 team batting average for NC State overall with an 89 home run total. Matt Willardson is their ace with a 3.54 ERA. 5-4 record and 79 strikeouts and 76 in the third innings pitched. Logan Whitaker will get the start for them, though. 4.54 ERA with a 5-3 record with 75 strikeouts and 75 in the third innings pitched. Left-handed pitcher Dominic Fritton is a freshman in their rotation. Has a stuff to be a future first-round pick in my eyes. Sarn play against BC. Throws high 90s as a fastball as a lefty with a great curveball and was dominant to start the season. He had a 3-4 record overall on the year with a 3.59 ERA, 75 strikeouts and 62 in the two-thirds innings pitched with a 211 opponent batting average but in his first 38 and thirds innings pitched in eight appearances in college baseball he made seven earned runs in those 38 and a third innings pitched with 40 strikeouts the fourth team in this regional is Central Connecticut State. They got blown up by LSU 39-4 in two seven-inning slaughter rule games at the beginning of the season. They were 25-5 in their conference, which is the NEC. They won three games in a row to win their conference tournament and qualify for this tournament. They were blown out 39-4, as I said, against LSU in two games. They lost 5-2 to Northeastern and lost to UConn as well. Graduate infielder... Ramon Jimenez has 11 home runs, 57 RBIs, 347 batting average, 647 slugging percentage, and 16 doubles. Dominic Neiman and Jake Newman are their best pitches. Neiman, Neiman has 90 strikeouts to 24 walks and 97 to two-thirds innings pitched with a 2.76 ERA and a 12-2 record in 14 appearances. Newman has a 6-2 record with 56 strikeouts and 71 innings pitched and 13 starts. Closer Luke 
Garofalo has been very impressive. 11 saves with a 2.09 ERA. Also adding in a 9.42 strikeouts per nine innings pitch rate, which is very impressive. Next up is the Conway Regional, hosted by Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, very dangerous offense, 9.2 runs per game, tied to fifth best in the nation. Derek Bender is their strongest bat, 18 home runs, 80 RBIs, and a 652 slugging percentage. Payton Elis has a ton of speed for them, 40 stolen bases, has three home runs, 37 RBIs, and a 379 batting average. Liam Doyle has their best ERA among guys who have started for them. 4.31 ERA with 59 strikeouts and 48 innings pitched. Next up is Duke, who had a very impressive season. Alex Mooney is their best player. 330 batting average, a 975 OPS, 8 home runs, 38 RBIs, 17 stolen bases, 17 doubles. Uh, and he could be a future first-round pick in my eyes. Saw him play against BC and saw all five tools as a player that you need as a first-round pick. I think he'd be a very good player in baseball in the future in the MLB. Alex Stone leads them in home runs with 14, adding in a 327 batting average. Duke, as a team, has 100 home runs. Fran O'Shell is their best reliever. He's a freshman who I saw pitch against BC. 0.8 ERA with a 4-0 record with 58 strikeouts and 33 and two-thirds innings pitched. Just three earned runs overall in the year. They took two or three games against BC. Andrew Haley has their best ERA among starters. Nine starts, 17 appearances with a 2.39 ERA. UNC Double is the three seed in this regional. They won the CAA tournament, defeating Northeastern. They were 4-1 against Northeastern overall on the season. Senior Jack Kroom is their best batter, 363 batting average, 7 home runs, 34 RBIs, and 959 OPS. Zane Taylor has the best ERA among starters, a 3.25 ERA and a 1.15 whip with 56 strikeouts and 83 innings pitched. Not a big strikeout guy, but got the job done against Northeastern. Ryder is the four-team in this regional. A 2.68 team batting average, senior outfielder Brendan O'Connell has the most home runs on the team by far with 14. 2.59 batting average overall on the year for O'Donnell. They won the MAAC tournament, beating the one-seed Fairfield to qualify for the big NCAA tournament here. They split with Duke at the, regular, at the end of the regular season, uh, winning 2-1 and losing 4-3 in two games. I apologize for talking so quick. I do want to get this in for the start of the tournament, which starts today at 12. The next regional is the Coral Gables regional, hosted by Miami. Miami, seventh most home runs with 112 uh, overall on the year, so seventh most in all college baseball. Johandi Morales is their best hitter with a 405 batting average, 16 home runs, and a 61 RBI total. CJ Kafis has a 351 batting average, 13 home runs, and 40 RBIs overall on the year. They don't steal many bases, just 14, uh, 40 strong bases, I apologize, as a team. Six double-digit home run hitters, very dangerous team, as I said, with 112 home runs overall on the year. Starting pitching is an elite, and that could be a downfall for them. Four-plus ERA, uh, for three of their four main starters, Gage Zale uh, made the most starts of them, 15 starts overall in the year with a 4-6 ERA and 93 strikeouts and 86 innings pitched. Next up is Texas. Their best hitter is Peyton Powell, who had a 358 batting average, 10 home runs, and 43 RBIs overall in the year. Starting pitching is very good, and that can help them make a run. Left-handed pitcher Lucas Gordon has a 2.55 ERA with a 6-1 record and 90 strikeouts and 88 in third innings pitched. LeBaron Johnson Jr. has a 2.82 ERA with 86 strikeouts and 73 in the third innings pitched. They lost to Kansas and Kansas State in the Big 12 tournament. Next up is Louisiana, the three seed in this region. They took one of three games against Campbell, one of three against Coastal Carolina, and one of three against Troy in the regular season, taking two of three against Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt tournament, though, which is very impressive. They did beat LSU at one point during the season, 8-5, during a midweek battle. Kyle DeBarge is their best hitter with a 370 batting average, a 991 OPS. 
six home runs, 35 RBIs, and 17 stone bases. They have a 475 team ERA and a 289 team batting average. The fourth seed in this regional is Maine. They won the America East Tournament to qualify. They took two of three games against Pittsburgh during the year. They were swept by Maryland and also lost to George Mason. Jeremiah Jenkins is their power bat with 20 home runs, has 75 RBIs, which is 14th best in all of college baseball, a 1279 OPS, and has 14 hit uh, by pitches, which is a ton there, so he must crawl the plate, I'd imagine. Quinn McDaniel has 16 home runs, 44 RBIs, and a 355 batting average with a 1219 OPS and 32 stone bases. 5-2 player there for the main Black Bears. I'm rooting for them to do well against Miami. Next up is the Fayetteville Regional, hosted by Arkansas. Arkansas lost to Texas A&M in the SEC tourney. They swept Auburn during the year. They took 1-3 of three against LSU. They took 2-3 of three against Bama. They also swept Tennessee and swept Texas A&M. They took 1-3 of three against Vanderbilt overall in the season. Outfielder Jace Barofin has 14 home runs, 48 RBIs, a 318 batting average, a 440 on base percentage, and a 1041 OPS. As a team, Arkansas has a 4817 ERA. They don't really have a dominant starter. Hunter Holland has a 406 ERA and 14 starts with 72 strikeouts and 77 to third innings pitched. A lot of analysts have Arkansas making a deep run in this tournament, and you can see why they have a very good team overall offensively. They could score a lot of runs. Uh, as you can see, Barofin, 14 home runs, 13 batting average, 1041 OPS. There are a ton of guys in that lineup that can mash. TCU is the two seed in this regional, 483 team ERA. Cole Kleckler is their best starter, 404 ERA with a 94 record, with 55 strikeouts, and 75 and two thirds innings pitched. Cole Fontenelle has a 328 batting average, 11 home runs, and a 1054 OPS with 20 stone bases. They beat Vanderbilt and Arkansas to begin the season, and they took two of three games against Oklahoma State and took one of three games against Texas. They won the Big 12 tournament uh, and had a very impressive season overall there. TCU could definitely do some damage in this tournament. Arizona had the fifth most team hits in Division I baseball at 670. 93 home runs as a team as well. Chase Davis is their best home run hitter. 21 home runs, 74 RBIs, a 369 batting average, a 1253 OPS, and a 496 on base percentage. They have a 587 team ERA with Aiden May uh, making 15 starts with a 5-2 record, a 6.5 ERA with 70 strikeouts and 72, 70 and two-thirds innings pitched. Santa Clara is the fourth seed in this regional Efrain Manzo leads the Broncos in home runs with 17, has a 318 batting average here as well, uh, and a 1087 OPS. As a team, Santa Clara has a 442 team ERA. Cole Kitchen is their best starter with a 425 ERA and 15 starts. Santa Clara took two of three games against Washington and also won the WCC tournament to qualify here for the big tournament. Gainesville Regional is hosted by Florida. Florida is the one seed uh, in that bracket uh, regional. Wyatt Langford has a 521 on base percentage, which is ninth best in all college baseball. Florida has 119 home runs as a team, which is third best in all of the country. Jack Caglione is a two-way player who has a 6-3 record on the mound. Six wins, three losses, a 4.14 ERA with 46 strikeouts and 63 innings pitched. At the plate, 28 home runs. Adding in 76 RBIs, 349 batting average, and 1,200 OPS. 28 home runs with a 414 ERA is very impressive. Obviously, a two-way player is never easy to do, especially at the college level. And he's been doing it very well this season. 28 home runs, 414 ERA with a 349 batting average. Adding in a 6-3 record and a 1,200 OPS. Very impressive all around there for Caglione. 
Florida took two or three games against Miami, two or three against Bama, two or three against Kentucky, two or three against Tennessee, and they swept Vanderbilt as well. UConn is the two seed in this regional. Ben Huber leads them at home runs with 16. He also has a 330 batting average, an 1108 OPS, and 20 doubles. Left-handed pitcher Andrew Sears made the most starts of them on the year with 14. 624 ERA with 74 strikeouts and 62 innings pitched. I think pitching could be their downfall in this tournament. They had a one-on-one record versus BC and lost to Northeastern in the regular season. In the Big East tournament, they lost to Xavier. Not as deep of a team as they were last year, but they definitely can make some noise. Uh, I do worry about their pitching, though. Texas Tech had 90 home runs as a team overall in the year. They had a three seed in this regional. Gavin Cash has 24 home runs, 81 RBIs, and a 333 batting average overall in the year with 1106 OPS. Mason Molina is their best pitcher on the mound. He's a left-handed pitcher with a 5-2 record, 3.72 ERA and 15 starts with 98 Ks and 77 in the third innings pitched. They took two of three games, Texas Tech that is, took two or three games against Sam Houston, two or three against TCU, and two or three against Oklahoma, and two or three against Oklahoma State. So very impressive numbers there for Texas Tech. They were swept by Texas overall on the year, though. Florida A&M is the fourth seed in this regional. Ty Jackson is the best hitter in that lineup. 374 batting average, a 10.07 OPS with four home runs, 30 RBIs. As a team, Florida A&M has a 6.99 team ERA. Very tough matchup for them against the University of Florida. Hunter Viet made the most starts of them, 15 starts with a 3-1-2 ERA and 78 strikeouts and 86 and two-thirds innings pitched. Next up is the Lexington Regional hosted by Kentucky. Kentucky, 45 home runs as a team. Not much power, though, in this lineup. Hunter Gilliam is the leader in home runs with 11. He has a 330 batting average and a 999 OPS. They have a 4-3-3 team ERA. Right-handed pitcher Zach Lee is their leader with a 3-5-8 ERA and 13 starts with a 5-2 record over those 13 starts. They swept Indiana State, took 2-3 against Bama. They were swept by Vanderbilt and took 1-3 against Florida during the year. West Virginia has four double-digit home run hitters. They have the two-seed in this regional. J.J. Weatherholt has a 4-43 batting average, a 12-90 OPS with 15 home runs, 56 RBIs, and a 5-12 on base percentage overall on the year. As a team, West Virginia has a 4-3-5 team ERA. Blaine Traxel has a 3-7-9 ERA in 14 starts. Ben Hampton has a 4-1-7 ERA in 15 starts. They've lost five in a row and were swept by Texas to end the regular season. Indiana is the three-seed here. Devin Taylor is the best power bat in their lineup with 16 home runs, 57 RBIs, and a 3-17 batting average with an 1,100 OPS. Seti Manasseh has 13 starts overall on the year. He's their best pitcher with a 2.73 ERA. Manasseh adding in 25 strikeouts and 33 innings pitched. More of an opener, it looks like, according to his stats. They took one of three games against Auburn and one of three against Texas. They lost to East Carolina and lost to Kentucky in Indiana State during the year and was swept by Maryland. Ball State is the fourth seed in this regional. They won the MAC tournament to qualify for this big tournament. They lost 7 4 to Wake during the season. Very close game there. And lost to Indiana 16 13 and 9 8. So, so two very close losses there to Indiana, losing by three and then losing by one. Ryan Peltier is their best hitter in their lineup. 15 home runs, 54 RBIs, a 351 batting average, and a 1086 OPS. Trenner O'Donnell is their ace. Has 14 stops made on the year with a 298 ERA, 92 strikeouts, and 84 and two-thirds innings pitched. 
Next up is the Nashville Regional, hosted by Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, third best in hits allowed per night innings in the country with 7.19 hits allowed per night innings. 19-11 record in the SEC. They won the SEC tournament. Two of three against Arkansas they took. They were swept by the University of Florida in the regular season. They were 1-1 one one against Florida in the SEC tourney, though. They swept Kentucky, but were swept by Tennessee. The Commodores are 12-7 and seven over the last 19 games. 72 home runs as a team, not as powerful offensively as usual. Chris Maldonado is their best hitter, a 319 batting average, a 964 OPS, 7 home runs and 30 RBIs. Enrique Bradfield has 6 home runs, 33 RBIs, a 286 batting average, adding in 37 stolen bases. He is their speed guy. Also adding in an 864 OPS. They only have one hitter with double-digit home runs, and that's A.J. or A.J., I apologize, Shrek, who has 13 overall on the year. They have a team ERA of 431. Devin Futrell is their starter against Eastern Illinois. He's a 3.55 ERA overall on the year with a 7-3 record, 65 strikeouts, and 78 and two-thirds innings pitched. Oregon is the two-seed in this regional here. Veteran middle infielder who is 24 years old, so very experienced. Drew Cowley has a 336 batting average, a 1055 OPS, 15 home runs, 61 RBIs, and 19 doubles overall on the year. Logan Mercado will get the start for the Ducks. 5-1 record on the mound, making 10 starts and 17 appearances. 6-4-6 ERA with 69 strikeouts and 69 and two-thirds innings of work. They took two of three games against Stanford and were swept by Washington during the year. They did win the Pac-12 tournament, though, which is very impressive. Even though the Pac-12 isn't as deep this year as usual. Xavier, five batters with double-digit home runs uh, overall on the year. 88 home runs as a team. Jared Cushing and Matt Dupre uh, are their leaders in home runs. They are tied with 14. Cushing hitting 286. Leads them in RBIs of 49. Brett Alizos is their leading pitcher, left-handed on the mound, 93 record with 387 ERA with 98 strikeouts and 100 innings pitched. And then Eastern Illinois is the fourth seed in this regional. Ryan Ignafo is their best hitter, 15 home runs, 59 RBIs, a 336 batting average, a 1038 OPS, and 29 stolen bases in 31 attempts. Nick Laxner is their best ERA guy among their starters. 3-2-1 ERA with a 5-1 record in 10 starts with 40 strikeouts and 61 and two-thirds innings pitched. Not a big strikeout guy, but does get the job done. 3.21 ERA, as I said. Next up is a Stanford Regional hosted by Stanford. Stanford has six double-digit home run hitters, 102 home runs as a team. Alberto Rios leads them in home runs with 17. 17 home runs, 66 RBIs, 4-3 batting average, a 756 slugging percentage, and a 1266 OPS on the year for Rios. Tommy Troy has a 394 batting average, and 1180 OPS, with 14 home runs, 17 stone bases, and 14 triples. Stanford has a 599 team ERA. Quinn Matthews is their ace. 7-4 record, 387 ERA. With a 387 ERA and 124 strikeouts and 100 innings pitched. Next up is Texas A&M, the two seed in this regional. Most patient team at the plate in the country. Very disciplined, 378 walks, which is number one in the nation. Jace Lavalet has 19 home runs, 59 RBIs, a 290 batting average, and a 1051 OPS with 18 stone bases overall on the year. Texas A&M has a 552 ERA overall on the year. They were 14-16 and 16 in a very tough SEC. They beat Texas Tech. They took 1-3 against LSU. They were swept by Tennessee and took 2-3 against Auburn and 2-3 against Florida. Cal State Fullerton is the three seed in this regional. They took 1-3 games against Stanford. Only 34 home runs as a team, so not a very good power team. Caden Connor is their best player. 333 batting average, a 922 OPS, 4 home runs, 40 RBIs, 19 doubles and 2 triples. Evan Yates is their best starter. 2-2 two two record on the mound in 14 starts. 357 ERA 
with 63 strikeouts and 68 innings pitched. They have a 4-9-6 team ERA overall. And then San Jose State is the fourth seed in this regional. They lost three close games to Washington on, overall on the year, all by one or two runs. Uh, they took one of three against Texas. They won the Mountain West Conference Tournament to qualify for this tournament. Theo Hardy is their best contact hitter, 337 batting average, 897 OPS, with two home runs and four triples. Dalton Bowling is their best power bat, 11 home runs, 52 RBIs, and a 296 batting average. Jonathan Clark, 4.5 ERA and 13 starts. And then Mickey Thompson, 4.52 ERA and 15 starts as well. Next up is the Stillwater Regional, hosted by Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State tied for 19th in the country in runs per game at 8.4. Middle infielder Mark Reggio is their best player overall in their lineup. 17 home runs, 60 RBIs, 3 triples, and a 344 batting average with an 1161 OPS. Noah Schubert and David Mendham, respectively, have 16 home runs and 14 home runs in that lineup. So they're three best power guys I just named. They have a 519 ERA with four great relief pitches with ERAs all under 2.6 of those four relief pitches. They lost to Vanderbilt in Arkansas during the year, took one of three against Texas Tech and one of three against TCU, and took two of three against Texas and two of three against Oklahoma. Dallas Baptist is the two seed in this regional, 12th best in home runs with 109 overall on the year. They switched conferences this year to Conference USA. They have two big power bats in their lineup in Grant J, who had 21 home runs, 62 RBIs, a 337 batting average, and a 1258 OPS. Ethan Mann, 20 home runs, 78 RBIs, a 332 batting average, and an 1189 OPS overall on the year. Zach Heaton has the best ERA among starters, 3.29 ERA and 15 starts, with 52 strikeouts and 63 innings pitched. They swept Oral Roberts during the year. They beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and also beat Sam Houston and lost two times to TCU. Washington is the three seed in this regional. They swept San Jose State during the year, took one of three against Oregon State, took one of three against Arizona, took one of three against Stanford, and swept Oregon in the regular season. Washington's best player is Will Simpson, 18 home runs, 56 RBIs, and has a 335 batting average overall in the year with a 1074 OPS. Only 33 strong bases as a team, so not much speed. Left-handed pitcher Stu Flesland is their best starter, 3.92 ERA and 15 starts with a 72 record. And then Oral Roberts is the fourth seed in this regional. They won the Summit League Tournament and have won 18 games in a row. They were swept by Dallas Baptist during the year, but 18 games in a row they have won. Very impressive end of the season for them, coming in very hot. Very dangerous team. They were dangerous in the March Madness Tournament in 2021 and could be dangerous as well in this tournament in baseball. Very good pitching staff, 3-6-6 team ERA, which is third best in the nation behind Wake Forest and Northeastern. 1.24 whip overall on the year for this team, which is fourth best in the nation. They can hit as well, ninth most hits in all college baseball at 646th, and 19th best in college baseball at 8.4 runs per game. They have 88 home runs as a team, with 16 of those coming from Matt Hogan, who adds in a 348 batting average in an 1189 OPS. Jonah Cox has a ridiculous 422 batting average with nine home runs, 58 RBIs, eight triples, and 26 stone bases. Cox is a 5-2 player, and obviously, as you can tell, has a good amount of power, nine home runs, adding in 26 stone bases in 422 as a batting average. They have four main starters with all ERAs under 3.3, all with double-digit starts as well, so very impressive. Their best starter is probably Jacob Hall, leads them in strikeouts with 85 strikeouts and 86 innings pitched with a 3.35 ERA. Now moving on to the regional hosted by Indiana State in Terre Haute. Indiana State, 3.8. ERA overall in the year, which is fifth best in the country. 1.23 whip, which is third best in the country. Best starting pitcher is Lane Miller. 7-0 record, 2.61 ERA and a 1.021 whip. 
Redshirt junior infielder Mike Sears leads them in home runs with 19, also adding in 59 RBIs. Redshirt senior right-handed pitcher Connor Fenling has a 3.24 ERA and a 9-2 record in 14 starts. For this Indiana State team, they lost to Miami. They were swept by Northeastern in a three-game series. They were swept by Kentucky in a three-game series. And they were 1-1 one one against Indiana. They did beat Vanderbilt during the year. They won the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament in, in my opinion, a one of the weaker one seeds. Don't see them going that far, maybe around. And then after that, that'll probably be it. Moving on now to the two seed in this regional, it is Iowa. Two-way player Keaton Anthony is their best player. 389 batting average with nine home runs, 38 RBIs. In a 12.06 OPS with 22 doubles, he has a 4.95 ERA in nine appearances, making six starts with 14 strikeouts and 20 innings pitched. Very impressive at the dish, though. 389 batting average, 98 stolen bases as a team for Iowa. They love to steal bases and put guys in scoring position. During the year, they beat Indiana State and beat LSU. They lost to Sam Houston and took one of three against Texas Tech, took one of three against Maryland, and one of three against Indiana. Then three seed in this regional is North Carolina. North Carolina has Mac Horvath, who is their best power bat, a junior with 22 home runs, 62 RBIs, 24 stolen bases, and a 305 batting average. Freshman right-handed pitcher Jake Knapp has a 4.79 ERA with a 5-3 record in 15 starts with 60 strikeouts and 62 innings pitched. UNC had a 14-4 record in the ACC, going 1-1 one one against East Carolina during the regular season. 1-3 they took against UVA. They took 1-3 against Miami. They were swept by Boston College and lost a one-run game to Campbell during the season. And the fourth seed in this regional is Wright State. Andrew Patrick is their guy. 333 batting average and 1150 OPS with 19 home runs, 58 RBIs, 4 triples, and 29 stolen bases. Left-handed pitcher Sebastian Gongora is their ace. 10-1 record with a 2.92 ERA in 15 starts, 82 strikeouts and 86 and a third innings pitched. They, they won the Horizon League Championship, so they qualified for this tournament. During the regular season, they took one of three games against Kentucky and were swept out of Arkansas. But it is impressive, though. They could still take one of three against Kentucky. And it proves that, at the end of the day, it is a tournament where it's double elimination. But if you win your first game, that's huge. And I know my dad likes them to potentially win this game against Indiana State. I would agree with them. I think Wright State is very capable of winning this game. Next up is a Tuscaloosa Regional hosted by Alabama. Alabama is the one seed uh, in this regional. They were the last one seed to host a regional uh, in the tournament. BC missing out on regional just barely. If they won maybe one more ACC game during the regular season, they probably could have gotten a regional or even won one more game in the ACC tournament. They definitely would have gotten a regional as a host. Alabama is led by Colby Shelton, who is their best power bat. 22 home runs, 46 RBIs with a 294 batting average and an 11 uh, 08 OPS on the year. Tommy Seidel has a 364 batting average with nine home runs, 42 RBIs, and a 1039 OPS. Alabama has a 398 team ERA. Very good pitching staff. Luke Holman has a 7 3 record with a 3 5 ERA and 13 starts. Could be the start of four Bama in this game against, I believe it is against the Nichols. Uh, they are 16-14 overall in the on the year in the SEC. As I said, a very tough conference. Alabama took one of three against Florida, took one of three against Kentucky, and one of three against Arkansas. They were swept by LSU, but did sweep Vanderbilt and took two of three against Texas A&M. Boston College is the two seed in this regional. Saw them play a ton this year. Obviously, as you guys know, I went to BC. So I'll be rooting for them in this game. Joe Vitrano is the centerpiece of their offense. 18 home runs, 55 RBIs, and a 305 batting average with a 1021 OPS overall on the year. Cam Leary is another big power bet in their lineup. 10 home runs on the year, but has missed some games with an injury. 
Outfielder Travis Honeyman has been over with an injury as well. Six home runs, three or four batting average, and a 917 OPS. Missing him in the lineup offensively and defensively. I believe he has the potential to be a second or third round pick in this year's MLB draft. We will see if he's back in the lineup today for BC. BC was 16-14 in the ACC. Had a very good year. Was ranked just about all season were the Eagles. They were ranked just about the entire season since starting the year very hot. Beating Tennessee at one point and then obviously... Taking two or three against NC State, sweeping UNC, taking one or three against Wake uh, is very impressive. All of those series there are not easy to do. It's hard to take two or three against NC State, hard to sweep UNC, and it's tough to take even one or three at Wake. But BC did do that. They lost to Northeastern during the year and split one and one with UConn. They have found ways to mess around in games like they did against Villanova three weeks ago. I said to my friend Dan when I was at that game three weeks ago, I said, you can mess around against Villanova and go down 6 nothing and come back. You can't really do that in the NCAA tournament. So I worry about BC going down early and not being able to come back. They found themselves in holes and they found ways to dig out of it. But I don't think it'll be as easy to do in the NCAA tournament. Chris Flint is their ace on the mound. Started off very hot on the year but has cooled a little. 4-2-1 ERA with a 7-3 record in 15 starts. 82 strikeouts in 72 and two-thirds innings pitched there for Flynn. Troy is the three seed in this regional. Shane Lewis is their leader. 76 RBIs, which is 12th best in our college baseball. 102 home runs as a team for Troy. I mentioned Lewis, who has a 291 batting average, 27 home runs, 76 RBIs, and an 1175 OPS for Lewis overall on the year. 1175 is an OPS with 27 home runs, 76 RBIs. Just an offensive threat. BC definitely has to be careful of him today. Cole Myers is their leader in stone base with 20. Also adding in 11 home runs in the 292 batting average. They have a 5-4-8 team ERA. Grayson Stewart has their best ERA among starters. 3.55 ERA in 15 starts with 88 strikeouts and 83 and two-thirds innings pitched. Nichols is the fourth seed in this regional, a 288 team batting average. Edgar Alvarez is their best player, 333 batting average for Alvarez, seven home runs, which is their team leader, and 38 RBIs. Zane Washington leads them in batting average at 379, also leads them in stone bases with 16. Next up is the last region I'm going to talk about. It is the Winston-Salem Regional hosted by Wake Forest. Wake Forest has the most wins in the country with 47. They're the number one overall seed in the tournament, so a tough uh, regional there for Northeastern to be placed in. Also tough regional for Maryland to be placed in as well. Wake Forest, 2.82 team ERA overall on the year, which is number one in the country. They have the best strikeout to walk ratio in the country at 4.31. They do not walk many guys, just 2.75 walks per game, which is second best in all college baseball. They have a 1.05 team whip, which is the best in the nation. They are led by Nick Hertz at the plate, who is a 5.45 on base percentage, which is third best in all of college baseball. Also adding in 23 home runs, 63 RBIs, and a 14.02 OPS. Brock Wilkin is their leader in home runs with 27, 74 RBIs, a 352 batting average with a 13.46 OPS. Rhett Lauder is their best starting pitcher, very electric stuff. 13-0 record, 13 wins, no losses, 1.69 ERA with 114 strikeouts and 95 and two-thirds innings pitched. Maryland is the two-seed in this regional, very dangerous team at the plate. Very patient as well, 371 walks, which is second best in the nation. They average 9.2 runs per game, which is fifth best in the country. With a 562 team slugging percentage, which is third best in the nation. They're led by Nick LaRusso, who's number one in college baseball at 99 RBIs. Also adding in 23 home runs. As a lineup, Maryland has 123 home runs, which is second best in all college baseball. Matt Shaw is another great bat in that lineup. Adding in 23 home runs 
in 67 RBIs overall on the year. One thing about Maryland is their pitching is a weakness for them. We'll see if they can put it all together like they did in the Big Ten Tournament. Found a way to win the Big Ten Tournament, and obviously are a hot team coming in, and they were ranked just about a good amount of the season. So we'll see what they can do. Very dangerous team at the plate, obviously. So Northeast definitely has to be careful of their offense. Northeast is the three seed in this regional. They have a 44 and uh, and 14 record, 44 wins is a program record. First time ever they were ranked was this year. They also broke the program record for home runs with 103 overall. 16th most in NCAA with 103 home runs. Their previous record before the season was 60. They shattered that easily. Crazy turnaround for this Huskies team that only had 27 home runs as a team last year. Quite the season for head coach Mike Glavin. This is his in the Huskies' second college baseball tournament appearance in the last three years and the third under Mike Levin in his 10 years as the coach for the Huskies. Northeastern, very dangerous team. They have seven quad one wins, 7-0 against top 50 teams, and have a very impressive 6-0 record against RPI top 25 teams. So it's a very dangerous squad coming in. They swept Indiana State in a three-game series to begin the season on the road at Indiana State who's the 14th overall seed in the tournament. They beat Duke on the road 2-1. They beat BC 7-2. They beat UConn 12-3. And they beat Maryland 9-2. All of those games being on the road. Uh, besides that BC game, they beat BC 7-2 at uh, Northeastern. They were 8-0 against tournament teams outside of the CAA. They did struggle in some close games against UNCW. Uh, I think they were 1-4 against UNCW overall in the year. They did beat Central Connecticut State during the F5-2. They have 132 stolen bases as a team, which is 7th best in all college baseball. They have a 3-5-7 team ERA, which is number 2 in all college baseball. 5th best in walks per 9 innings in the country at 3.07. They are tied for 5th best in the country in shutouts with 7. Mike Sirota is a future first-round pick in the MLB draft. 359 batting average, 18 home runs, 54 RBIs, 19 stolen bases, and an 1188 OPS overall on the year with four triples. He leads college baseball in batter game score plus, which for short is bags plus. He has a 193 rating there, which is number one in all college baseball. To put it into perspective, Dylan Cruz, who is the projected first overall pick in this year's draft coming out of LSU, has a 174 bags plus rating. Mike Sirota, 193. So it's about time he gets his recognition. He's been one of the best players in all of college baseball overall this season, even last season as well. Played very well last season in the Cape Cod Baseball League. Playing for Hyannis was very impressive for them. Another impressive bat in the Northeastern lineup is Tyler McGregor. Has been great this year. 18 home runs overall on the year. And then Alex Lane, another newcomer, has 15 home runs. Kim Maldonado, yet again, another newcomer here. McGregor and Lane were transfers, but Maldonado is a freshman. 13 home runs, 358 batting average, with 31 stolen bases, and a 1097 OPS. Wyatt Scotty is the veteran right-handed pitcher who got the start for them. 3.8 ERA in 14 starts, 54 strikeouts, and 71 innings pitched. Danny Crossens had a great year at third base. Was very impressive this year at the dish. Has a batting average over 300. Was over 300 just about all season. Was not great last year at the dish. I think he had a, a batting average around 200. Very impressive season, though, this year for Crossing defensively at third base and then offensively as well. Is a team leader there for the Huskies and has been hot at the plate as of late. Avon Cabral is a freshman for Northeastern, 93 record on the mound, 2.26 ERA, making 15 starts with 68 strikeouts and 79 two-thirds innings pitched. Very impressive season there for Cabral. I think he'll probably be their day two starter in this tournament. And then George Mason is the fourth seed in this tournament, uh, in this regional, I should say. 158 stolen bases as a team. They love stealing and using their speed. Just 30 home runs as a squad. 
Uh, so not really much power in that lineup. South Trimble is their leading hitter with 332 batting average and 30 stolen bases. Uh, so we will see what happens uh, for George Mason, but a tough ask there going up against Wake Forest. As for Northeastern, very impressive stats, uh, and they're led by Mike Levin, 2023 Coach of the Year in the CAA. That's his fourth time getting it at Northeastern. As for some Northeastern stats that I want to mention, they find ways to win games. That's what they do best. If you look at it, they beat a good team in UConn during the year. They beat a good team in BC. They beat a good team in Duke. They beat a good team in Maryland in a midweek battle and also swept an Indiana State squad and also beat Central Connecticut State. They find ways to win games. Uh, so I know they're a very dangerous squad and a lot of people uh, would not want to play them in this tournament. That's why I think they could beat Maryland. It is tough, though, with them going up against Wake Forest for already betting on the game. Which I'm not, but if I were to be, I'd probably roll with Wake Forest. If I had to put, you know, money down on, I'd probably roll with Wake Forest coming out of this region, just because how dominant of a team they are. But obviously, I'm riding with the Huskies all day, and I would be rooting for them. Maryland, I think they could beat. Maryland is a tough team, though. 2023 Big Ten regular season champions and tournament champions as well. They're the first team to hit 120 plus home runs in consecutive seasons. Uh, so obviously, that'll be a tough ask there for Northeastern to beat them. But Northeastern's beat them already overall on the year, so you can't put anything past this Huskies lineup. So now I'm going to give my predictions for the bracket. Just give you guys my rundown of all my predictions and who I have winning each round. So in Florida's region, I have Florida winning. And this is the top right part of the bracket. I have South Carolina's regional. I have NC State winning that regional. I have Duke winning the Coastal Carolina regional. I have UVA winning the UVA regional. I have Vandy beating uh, or winning the Vandy regional, I should say. I have Dallas Baptist winning the Oklahoma State regional. I have UNC winning the Indiana State Regional. I have Arkansas winning the Arkansas Regional. So then I would have Florida versus NC State in the Super Regional. I have NC State advancing there. I would have Duke UVA in the Super Regional there. I have UVA advancing there. Then I would have Vandy uh, versus Dallas Baptist in the next Super Regional. I have Vandy winning there. And then I have UNCW, or UNC, I apologize, not UNCW, University of North Carolina versus Arkansas in that Super Regional. I have Arkansas winning that. So then in the College World Series on that side, I have NC State versus UVA. I have NC State making a very deep run. I saw them play against BC, and I thought, this team's loaded with talent, and you've got to have some hot takes in here. Everyone's going to pick you know, Wake Forest and LSU and Vanderbilt and Arkansas and Florida. I figured why not have some hot takes in there. I have NC State advancing and beating Virginia in the College World Series uh, and going to the Final Four. Then I have Vanderbilt beating Arkansas in the College World Series going to the Final Four. Then on the left side, I have Wake Forest coming out of the Wake Forest Regional. I want to go with Northeastern, but I think it would be a tough ask for them to beat Wake Forest. I do think they beat Maryland, though, uh, and will play Wake Forest. That means in the second game, if that were to be the case, I believe Wake Forest will beat George Mason easily. Then we have the Alabama Regional. I have Alabama winning that. I think BC might struggle in that Regional going up against Alabama. And as I said, BC has found ways to come back in games during the regular season and go down in holes. But in the NCAA tournament, you really can't do that. So I worry about this BC team in this tournament. Miami, uh, I have winning the Miami Regional. I have Stanford uh, Regional. I have Texas A&M winning that. So I have Miami winning the Miami Regional. I have Texas A&M winning the Stanford Regional. I have LSU winning their Regional. I have Kentucky winning their Regional. I have Auburn winning their Regional. I have Tennessee winning the Clemson Regional. So then I have Wake Forest, Wake Forest versus Alabama in the Super Regional. I have Wake Forest winning there. Then I have Miami versus Texas A&M in that Super Regional. I have Miami winning that. Then I have LSU versus Kentucky. 
in that Super Regional, I have LSU winning, advancing to the College World Series. And then I have Auburn versus Tennessee. And I have Tennessee beating Auburn to advance in that Super Regional. So now in the College World Series, I have Wake Forest versus Miami. I have Wake Forest winning that, advancing to the Final Four. And then I have LSU versus Tennessee. And I have LSU winning that game, advancing to the Final Four. So my Final Four teams left are Wake Forest, LSU, Vanderbilt, and NC State. I have Vanderbilt beating NC State. And I have LSU beating Wake Forest. I have Vanderbilt over LSU as my champion. I'm rooting for Vanderbilt. My mom likes Vanderbilt. She picked them to win. And I, I, I don't mind it. Vanderbilt's a very good team. They are the fifth overall, sixth overall national seed, I believe. Sixth overall national seed, 41-18 and 18 record overall on the year. LSU, very good team, though, 43-15. and 15, A ton of power in that offense. Obviously, as I said, Tommy White's a great bat. And then you also have a guy like Dylan Cruz, who's going to be the first overall pick in this year's draft. NC State. Kind of a hot take, probably for most people, 35-19 record overall in the year. I do have them being one of the final four teams remaining. I liked what I saw from them when I saw them play against BC, and this isn't even for money. This is just for the uh, for the podcast. So I figured why not have some hot takes in there. So I like NC State to make a run, and then Wake Forest, the number one overall seed, 47-10 record overall on the year, most wins in all college baseball. I have them beating Miami, advancing to the final four, but losing to LSU there in that big game there uh, with LSU losing to Vanderbilt in the College World Series Finals. So we'll see what happens. Those are all my predictions. I apologize for the quick episode there and talking so fast. I had to get this in with the tournament starting in just about five minutes from now. It's 11.55. Tournament starts at 12 today. There's a good amount of games that start at 12 o'clock. I can give you a couple games that start at 12 o'clock. Just give me one second here. UConn starts at 12 o'clock, uh, which should be a good game. Virginia also plays at 12 o'clock versus Ami. That game will be at noon on ESPN+. Plus. And then the other noon game is Kentucky versus Ball State. Ball State, as I said, won the MAC. Uh, so, you know, I'll be rooting for them since they're a MAC team. And you guys know I love Kent State and Central Michigan. Uh, I do also like Ball State football. That game will be starting in five minutes at noon on the SEC Network. So, anyways, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you. Take it easy. Stay safe and stay well. And yet again, I apologize for talking so fast. Just wanted to get this in before the start of the tournament. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. Thank you.